Hey guys, uh, Curious Audiologist here. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to make a quick note uh, that today's episode was recorded over Zoom and toward the midway point, we did run into some connection problems that unfortunately affected the audio, uh, but the rest of it's good. Well, now that's out of the way. Enjoy the episode. Today is a good day. Today is a good, good day. I'm joined uh, with a triple threat today. Um, what, what I mean by that is not only is this man uh, an accomplished professional drummer, he is a music teacher, and he has his own podcast. Uh, but um, biz, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Anthony Frieda. How you doing? What's up? Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> Great. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Um, so, oh, and happy birthday. Happy, happy oh, yeah. birthday, man. Oh yeah. That's today. That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> I'm 32. You know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. And we go back a little bit, don't we? We know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. High, high school days. So, um, An- um, Anthony has his podcast where he talks about, um, you know, just the music biz in general, his personal thoughts. Um, playing the drums. Um, it's called Badum Biz. And check it out. It's available everywhere from Apple, Spotify, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, really. Um, and we'll be playing some of his music, uh, you know, throughout the show. So you can you could definitely hear, you can see what this guy can do. Cool, man. That's awesome. So I have to get this out of the way. And this is my first question. This is totally selfish of me to, like, hijack the beginning of this. Um, but... Okay. Um, so you teach drums and how do you feel, like, do you feel like there is a hierarchy to instruments, uh, when it comes to people picking them up? Um, so you're talking about like, uh, people who want to start learning, uh, an instrument, right? Like clearly there are more popular ones, right? Like I would put guitar and piano up there and then the glockenspiel somewhere in the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man i mean this is that's a great question because i i've thought a lot about that and uh there, there's a uh there's a lot attached to it and i've seen it change i've seen it change over the last 20 years mm-hmm. which when i was when i was that like oh i want to play the drums you know the the music that you were seeing on and i say see because music videos and right right performances on tv you saw bands and i will say that the modern modern age and i and i you really see it's the last five years um, they don't even really show musicians. They don't want to sell. They don't feel it's sellable. Uh, the persona for somebody be ho- holding an instrument. They That's see, so true. They see the persona as a singer, right? Right. So, um, if if you're talking about a hierarchy, though, of I I would say drums still actually is pretty pretty low considering that fact. You get a we get a lot of singers. The school I work at, um, you're able to get guitarists. But I, again, it's a visual thing. This looks cool. I'm strumming the guitar, air guitar. But it looks cool, and even the posing uh, of, of like somebody playing, it looks so cool. Piano is, uh, you get some of that, but the par- that's pushed by the parents. Because mm-hmm. that's like, a, <laughs> Asian oh, parents? you're going to take... Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I would say a whole mix of people, parents, because they think it's like a thing of, I, I want my kid to have classical piano training, you know? 
and uh, so so yeah, I would say voice, guitar, piano, drums are usually at the bottom, and wind instruments and violin and stuff like that are even below that. Are below drums? Kind of oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Is it also because you said you mentioned something about like the posing too? Like, is it because the drummer is usually behind things? <laughs> Dude, I I I really think it's all about the humanity that that you see when you mm-hmm. see a a human a person you know playing the instrument and then their uh expression on their face are they having fun that is what's what uh, uh people crave when they want to they want I want to be that you know you know if you saw again if you saw more drummers i i i would have more drum students period um but um it's also like physically they want to try it more though Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Like, meaning totally they does. just want to hit. Yes. You know? <laughs> Who doesn't want to just hit? <laughs> then you got to talk to parents into buying one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's usually, you know, and, and usually uh, I've gotten good at, at, like, the whole process of, of, of all of that. So I don't really even usually have to worry about that anymore. My follow-up question to this is... Uh, this is for all the parents listening out there. What does a usual what's a, what's a good starter drum kit cost nowadays? And is is the stereotype of the racket in the garage or the <laughs> racket in you know in the basement still true? And, and and do you find that that holds people from put you know parents particularly from pushing their kids toward drums? Absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> um, but the the price thing is 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 definitely usually first mm-hmm. because. The, what I okay, so what I send, I, I've been and it's I've been sending this particular model by this company, Pearl. Mm-hmm. It's called the Roadshow. Um, it's a, it's like a beginner kit, all inclusive. What I mean by all inclusive is the the when you buy drums, you have to buy the drums usually by themselves. Then you buy the stands to hold the drums. Then you buy the cymbals. So everything is separate. And by the end of that, you're over a thousand dollars, right? So um, these all inclusive deals. A lot of them are are low quality, mm-hmm. but there have been in this like this particular model I'm talking about. I I've been pushing that to the parents for years. Pearl Roadshow Junior, it's called or something. We'll link it in the we'll link it in the descriptions. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, if if anybody, <laughs> it it's a great kit even for somebody like myself. I would take it on on a gig because it it's just good enough to to sound decent. But yeah, it comes with all the stands, symbols, the hardware, the even the seat. Oh wow! Even uh, the, the seats. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that's good to the, know. I mean, you could always upgrade like components later, can't you? I mean, that's how everyone exact, starts. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I always say this: it's okay to have shit drums. Like you can always the drums are always going to be a boom and a bop, but cymbals are the ones like that. That's where the the color, the character come into play. So, um, pro. But tip. yeah, that that'll run you about yeah. <laughs> Save your money. Don't buy a great drum. Buy great cymbals. Um, Four hundred twenty bucks, I think, for the whole. Package. Wow, four hundred twenty bucks. Exactly. exactly, but these parents still—that's too much to a lot of them. And, sure, uh, and sure. The added thing of where are we going to put it? Yeah, and <laughs> is how loud is this going to be? Because they don't know, mm-hmm. and uh, so that you know, that's usually uh, a discussion. More is the, is the uh, the sound of it, uh, and I always like there again. There's so many options. Put a towel on the drum. You know, tape up the symbols a little bit. It, it'll be fine. And if the neighbors complain, well, 
<laughs> tough. tough. <laughs> you know. How do you feel about um, electric drums? The ones that have like rubber, like rubber kind of coating to them, like silicone or, or whatever it is. Um, I think that the, the technology is quite amazing. Uh, I don't prefer them because I'm not. So when you're playing electronic drum, you got to understand you're not creating the sound. You are sampling the sound. The, s the sound mm. exists in a computer, and you're just telling the computer to play that sound. And they're still to this day, they're pretty, they've gotten very sensitive and very uh, close, right? But they're still not able to program and code like that many levels of sensitivity, dynamic velocity, all that stuff. Um, wow. So I, I prefer acoustic, but I'm classically trained. Right. When you're classically trained. A composer will write in the piece, I want a sound to be uh, a fire bell. And you have to go find that sound. So you I might have to go to a junkyard. And wow. like, like that's, a, that's the percussionist lifestyle. So I, I just love, you have to make this thing sound beautiful. And if a three-year-old were to take a stick and whack that thing, it just normally sounds ugly. And I, and I love that challenge. It's take something that sounds ugly and loud and make it sound beautiful. So, well, thank you for clearing that, uh, clearing that up for uh, for an ignoramus non-musician like me, because I really did not know that distinction between, um, you know, uh, an acoustic instrument versus an electronic instrument. Um, so, yeah, like you, how how do you get expression in music right through something that's a recording that was sampled? I'd never thought of that. They, again, they've they've the the modern kits that are over five thousand mm -hmm. dollars are are great they're they're amazing it's just that they're so expensive the setup is is a lot of wires a lot of it's 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 uh it's rough to 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 if if you were now i would say if, you, if it's not going to leave the room and, and be in your basement you're just having fun get it <laughs> you got the money get it because right. it's a lot of fun right you know so uh yeah gotcha so uh Tell us a little bit about like how you you know your approach to teaching. Who do you teach? And uh, I understand you have some points that you want to address when it comes to that. Yeah, sure. Um, I teach children and adults. Um, my so my one like I have like a code that I go by, and and it's like the teacher's code. It's and it's ground floor level realistic, which is if I'm the teacher, I have the knowledge, and therefore if I don't translate that knowledge to the student where they can retain it and learn it not just spit the information at them but i have to make sure that they learn it which means there's a lot of there's a lot of exercise there's a lot of playing multiple times in a row reps how how many times in a row can they get it if they can get it four times in a row at this same speed cool there's we're getting closer to proficiency so you're, you're sort of doing like science exper experiments, but the, the whole goal is to get them to be able to perform something, a rhythm, uh, especially a coordinated rhythm like the drum set where you're using two hands and a foot or both or all four. And uh, you want them to be able to play that every time the same way. So I always approach it like if they, if they are not doing something, if they're struggling, it's still my fault in a way, or not fault, but it's my responsibility. I really have to 
in whatever time, sometimes you have a, a half hour, like 30 minutes, and I might have 10 minutes left, and we're not getting anywhere. So I, I have to improvise, which, hey, I'm, I, I love jazz, you know. I'm a drummer. I love to improvise, so it's in my nature. You have to improvise. You have to try new things out, even if the, there's a risk of them failing and, and you, you didn't, the kid didn't get anywhere or the person didn't get anywhere. Um, at least I know that, and uh, some, most of the time I'm successful trying out a new approach. Um, you also have to learn other things. Like I have, I've gotten really good at writing musical notation fast. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a it's a language to me. It, how people look at code, I imagine. Re right, right. Developers. Mm -hmm. It's like to, it's gibberish to others. It's it's a language to me. Yeah, so. it's moon runes to me, but you make it sound great. <laughs> There you go. I mean, yeah, I mean, like that's and that's and that's another part of it, which is teaching somebody that language, because I only have them for 30 minutes a week or an hour a week. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not with them while they're practicing at home. So I, I need to ensure that they're doing what what they need to do to get better so that the next week we can move on, which means I have to teach them how to understand that language like right. on, on a basic level. So it's so, not only like language. It's rhythm, like you're saying, coordination, all of this in 30 minutes, huh? And you know what? And I've I've uh, developed some methods based on college taught me a lot. Uh, you know, I had a really good uh, education, and you learn about certain techniques. One of them is mnemonic device, and so I use I use like terms to represent a physical movement. Mm -hmm. So like. The right hand and the right foot, the bass drum, and the right hand's usually on the cymbal. When they hit at the same time, I give that a name. Oh, you make you make one up? Yeah, I, and I and I and I've I've been able to do it with like I pair the name with what it would sound like, and then when you put all of these sounds together, it sounds like your beatboxing, faux beatboxing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it sounds like the beat. It's like a boom, tick, clap, tick, a tick, a boom, clap. And the the kids, some of these kids, they're really young, but they've, I've like created, I like, feel like I've created a cult because they're, <laughs> they're speaking this language and I can go to them, hey, play boom, tick, clap, tick, clap, tick, boom, clap, and they'll play it like exactly how I said it. So it's been pretty effective. And I think it's, I think it's why I have, I have a really good re student retention, uh, which means they, they they find value. The parents find value. The kid they see the kids' growth, and, and I mean that's fantastic. It, it's great to see the kid. I mean it's amazing to see the kid like play through a Foo Fighters tune or something like that. Oh, that you know? that is so dope. Would you say like that's the most rewarding part of your job? Yeah, the most re the, the most rewarding part is to see the confidence while they're playing, like and to see that excitement. Uh, because that's, I feel like that's what I'm teaching, mm -hmm. like skill development and a, and a little bit of confidence, self-reliance, you know, because their parents aren't helping them with this. This is their thing. Right. A lot of the parents are hand, hands off with this stuff. They, a lot of the parents are, are, they have no idea what, what I'm teaching their, their, their child. And the child is an expert, like wet, well, they know well more than, uh, way more than the uh, than their parent, and that's cool. That I think is important for the kid to go. 
mom and dad, I'm an expert at this. You don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, 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 you know what I mean? I think that there's, so that, that's how I look at it. And, and that, that kind of makes me feel good that they can maybe even make a career mm -hmm. or a side gig right. doing music. Right, right. And what kid doesn't like having that kind of power over their parents, right? Like some <laughs> knowledge that they only they have in the house, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I tell them all the time, even the kids they go to school with, I go, do you see what you displayed? And they'll, the, yeah, because maybe they're bummed out that they can't get something. I was like, how many things are you doing at once? I'm doing like three things at once. I'm like, and your brain's working, so you're doing four things at once. And I go, do you know how many of your friends in school can do that? No. I was like, none of them probably. <laughs> Empower them even more. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I go. A lot of people can't do this, so right. you're you're awesome because you you can do it. So, yeah. Oh man. Um. So you you were discussing kids who um obviously have like like you said it's their thing and they obviously have a, um a genuine interest in learning. But do you ever find that? you know, kids that don't have been pushed there by their parents and, and, and then, and then what? Yeah, it's, it's rough on, I would say it's rough on other instruments. It happens all the time, especially again, like I said, piano, mm -hmm. sometimes a lot of it, violin too. I, I noticed that there's this push, right? So the kid is just, I don't want to be here. And the teacher, it's the teacher's job, not just to, to, uh, coach the, the methods or whatever, but now you have to motivate. Right. You know, you have to inspire. And that's 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 where it's challenging for me, though. Drums are pretty easy to sell, man. <laughs> like like they they're fun. Yeah. To hit. Yeah. Just hitting them. They're loud uh, just to go bombastic. And, and you can you can easily sell a kid on wanting to hit the drums at least. And then eventually when when they start, I think the and, you know, the ability to, rec to record now. And especially taking videos, sometimes I'll be like, you got to come see. I'll go to the waiting room, parent, you know, you got to bring the camera. You got to see what, it, you know, they'll take a video. And then they show all that their family and their friends and they feel good about like, oh, my God, I played that, you know. Right. So and it's an easy sell for you drums. You said like video too, like this whole TikTok thing with this generation makes it even easier. We didn't have that. It's so true, man. And that that's a game changer. I think I, you know, and I still am so new to think to even thinking about what TikTok can do. Right. And uh, and yeah, I imagine um, I imagine kids like young musicians are gonna use it uh, really well. So what I liked about um, our like conversation about doing this episode, um, I really dig your idea of getting your gripes out. You Thank know? you. And uh, I think that's so important because it's not like I'm bitching about something and I don't ha and I don't want it to be better. Mm -hmm. It's quite the opposite. I care too. I care so much that it hurts. Right. And I, right. I want it to be better. Right. I want my job to be easier. And how about this? I'll even work harder if it's way more effective. And then when I see how effective it is, that will get easier. Right. So one of, but one of my gripes, uh, I have two gripes. One gripe is on, on behalf of the parents. Some of these parents are completely not invested. Mm. And sometimes I feel like they just drop the kid off to be babysat. I, yikes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I get like, I get that life could be busy and there's not a moment's breath. Sure. Right. Hectic. Right. 
you're taking advantage mm-hmm. of somebody who's trying to because you're not just I'm not just here to teach less I'm not just here to get paid like I'm I'm trying to grow a studio that's what we call it like I want to grow my studio right my my students you're taking a slot that some other kid who actually wants to play could be taking that lesson and maybe you're hopefully what and this is what I mean about e- drums being an easy sell like I was talking about before usually I convert in those situations the kid didn't want to take music but usually I'm able to convert and that's great and the kid is now enthused about music um, but in those situations the kid doesn't be there because even like sometimes it's too young four and five years old I'm, I'm teaching drums four and five years old wow and sometimes it's just like they don't know it they can't they can't retain large sentences sure so then it just becomes like then it just becomes playtime mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and um i find that yeah i find that that's i feel like they're they're wasting their they're kind of wasting their money mm-hmm. too you know because there's only so much i can do uh with a with a pair of drumsticks some sounds because how many weeks in a row do you want me to do playtime yeah exactly and you know right. sometimes you'll have like those because I've, I've had this with like tennis lessons before because i used to give tennis lessons and um they could be like the nicest people in the world but then like you know they'll miss lessons or something like that and then they'll still want to pay you and like to your point i'm not doing this just to get paid like i do have a passion yes. for this and and again someone else could have been seen in that slot i completely agree and you know I guess my other gripe would be the uh, the, the you know business owners that that um, they don't care about that and they just keep letting these people take lessons because it's income. Oh, I see. Like in the studio that you're teaching at. I mean, st- how about we'll say studios that I have taught at, <laughs> and that's good for you. I'm happy that you're able to say that past tense. You're not I, dealing with because, it anymore. Yeah, because it was it was at the point where this isn't fun, and uh, it's not. This is not. I'm not growing here. Right. If if there's and that's where I don't like. I don't. You know what? I guess that is the overall overall theme. I don't like when there are unnecessary. Um, and I'm and I don't work in the corporate world, so I'm actually really lucky. Nobody tells me what to do. I decide everything for right, myself right. so i am kind of privileged in that right however though everybody must know when there's barriers in your way that are unnecessary you know and and they they just take a little bit of care or a little bit of thought mm-hmm. to to fix those and to remove those barriers and the outcome would probably be better for everybody right right effect we want effective we want to be effective we don't want to just i don't want to th- i don't want to just have a theory and just throw it out there and eh, maybe it'll work no i want to make sure it works otherwise i i I don't feel like i'm earning this income you know i don't know that's how i think about it and then once i see once i know i that there's a value to this the more confident i am in selling that value to uh, others and um, there's tons of examples to reinforce the value like hey check out this student been playing for three years right and there's like a little 30 second clip of them tearing it up on the drum set like really efficiently and proficiently i mean so um that's yeah that's my other gripe that's that's pretty much it 
Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, and, and, you know, just to add on to what you're saying at the end there, I think if for parents listening out there, that's what you want in a music teacher, guys. <laughs> Someone who's genuinely interested in developing their craft in your child or in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you teach adults too, don't you? I teach, yeah, I teach a handful of adults and during the quarantine actually because uh, I'm doing the I'm doing them online actually via Zoom and uh and that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. You have to like rewrite everything mm-hmm. and that's fine. I was I was actually really just blessed to be able to work. So, but the, a lot of these uh most of these adult students are like it's not just drum lessons anymore. It's me and my husband are having like a little band now. Oh, wow. Can you coach us through this song? It's I mean, they're they're spending time together like doing something that the the uh, I don't know if, if you agree with this. You probably do. And or the idea of like the accomplishment of we to me is way more powerful than the accomplish my accomplishment, the accomplishment for me. And I when I see there when I see an accomplishment in a lesson with these adult students when they're with their significant other um you see their relationship kind of uh tighten a little bit and and uh and get they get closer they're they're excited about music right and i don't at that point i don't feel as limited from a screen right right because i don't sometimes when you're not in the room with somebody you don't really know first of all you don't know uh how they're feeling about what they played because uh, you know again confidence is everything they need to feel that they did it right sometimes me just saying you did it right isn't enough so but but i can see from from when they're when these couples are playing together uh and i and it, you hear it from week to week them getting better you hear they tell you about oh we rehearsed for like three hours and we're just having <laughs> so much fun we were drinking wine and just having fun and playing through songs and uh I'm actually going to see one of the 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 couples that I teach um perform this weekend. That's they're, they're amazing. Gonna re- yeah, they're going to perform at like a local uh pub, so which I did I think that that was going to be a thing when I started teaching them? Probably not, but it uh, that's where I mean where it's all on the student. The student determines um where they want to go. Right. Their success, right? So I can only help guide them there. So Anthony, I think you just gave every listener like a new date idea. <laughs> <laughs> the online lesson um, with a professional teacher like that. I never thought you know of what? it. Now I'm open team, to it. Teamwork, man. You got to be a team when you're making music together. <laughs> okay. So this was fantastic. I hope everyone listening was able to glean. Uh, something I'm, I sure did. Um, so just to like kind of wrap it up. Um, so number one, don't be shy to get into the drums based on cost or logistics alone, right? You can get around it. 420 bucks gets you in through and, the door. And even confidence. I, I can't tell you how many times oh, I'm so uncoordinated and I go, no, that's BS. I'll show you how to coordinate. It's just how you learn. It's how you're taught. Anybody can do it. Beautiful. So not just cost, confidence yes uh so number two uh don't feel like you're just paying for a service anthony you feel like 
anyone paying for the service, you should feel value in that service, not just am I getting better, right? It's more it's more than just hitting a note correctly. Exactly. You should you have to know, you should know that you're you should see your progress or feel your progress. Period. Don't use your professional teacher as a glorified babysitter. Don't do it. Yes. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And studios out there, if you're listening, I mean, aside from monetary gain, you're really not doing yourself a favor accepting clients time and time again if you see this trend going on, right? I agree. And and look, I don't own a business and I don't run a school. But there are other ways. There are other ways. And I I think uh, enthusiasm, keep the teachers enthused and motivated um, and, you know, make them feel valued and... uh, and get rid of the bad ones. <laughs> we Just all have those, Kali. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, lastly, pro tip, music lessons make a great date night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make a yep. song together, and we're That's all right. stuck inside anyways. That's right. Well, th- I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Anthony Freed again for joining us today. Um, if you want to book him uh, and we'll be sam- like I said, we'll sampling his work uh, throughout this episode, shoot him an email at badumbiz at gmail.com. That's B-A-D as in dog, U-M-B-I-Z-Z at gmail.com. Sorry, I had to spell that out. That's, no, that's, my, okay. that's the audiologist in me. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks. So that wraps up another episode of A Fleeting Frustration. I hope everyone was able to take something away from our discussion today. Do you have any questions for our guests? Would you like to be on the show? Want to leave any constructive comments? Shoot me an email at contact at thecuriousaudiologist.com and I'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, The Curious Audiologist, and until next time, bye for now.